Hey, welcome to What You're Playing At, the podcast where we talk about the games we've been playing this week. Um, Shay's not with us this week, so it's me, Lee, and our friend Steve. Let's go. So, Koi, would you do us the pleasure of telling us what you've been playing at this week? So, I've been playing uh, Elden Ring this week. Oh, have you now? What a surprise. What you a surprise. and many others, I think. Yes, yes, I believe so. Yeah, um, Elden Ring is my. Uh, it's, I was going to say it's my first Souls game. It's not my first Souls game, but it is the first Souls game that I've actually managed to get into. I played. Um, I played Demon Souls back in the day when it was first released. Um, oh, legit! I like it. Yeah, yeah. I I thought it was kind of good but i'm not I, I think i've said this a few times on the podcast i'm not very good at video games um and any any game that presents a challenge to me i'll generally kind of bump it down on uh down to easy so i can just kind of breeze through it i like the way you said you said that before that's your like your core yeah <laughs> core personality yeah. you've built so far is that <laughs> very fucked? i like video games but i'm not very good at them yeah. um i tried um you've tried to get me into a couple of uh, souls games before i think i've tried dark souls 2 and dark souls 3 and i've done exactly the same thing on every single one of them i will spend ages on the character creator pick a class do a little bit, bit of research on it make my way through the first zone die to the boss once fight my way back die to the boss twice and then get a refund for the game but this time it's actually kind of stuck. I'm actually kind of into it. I have to say, man, I am quite, you know, have, haven't known you for as long as I have. I am quite impressed with the progress you've made so far in this game. I've actually committed to it this time. I mm. think it is the difference. Um, you know, I bought it full price. I very rarely buy a full price game, but I just kind of want to be, wanted to be involved with the hype. Like I knew you guys were going to be playing it. I knew Shay was going to be playing it. I knew everybody was going to be playing it. So it looked good. I thought I'd give it a go. Um, and yeah, it's actually, it's actually kind of stuck this time. Um, what do you think changed between this one and the others? What do you think helped you stick with this one compared to the others? Like, is it the more open nature that allows you to go do other things instead? Because the others are a bit more li- uh, the others are a bit more linear. So yeah, I'd say nothing as deep as that, really, man. It's more that just I paid full price for it and I played more than two hours, so I can't get a refund. So I can't <laughs> have to see it through, really. Okay. <laughs> that works as well. Yeah. Um, also, I spent a shitload of time in the character creator. I'd like I'd like to talk about that for a little while. I know you guys don't really take the character creation too seriously. I disagree. I think our Steve does wonderful jobs in the character creator. Uh, I'd love to say I took a long time doing that. That was maybe five to ten minutes of just pressing the similar face option. Hey man, you don't always have to slave over art. Sometimes it just flows from you. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. I'll pretend to be a Mozart of awful faces. Yeah, You kind of are in a way, man. I've seen a lot of your avatars. I like the fact that you chose Mozart when you've got like a Picasso or something you could have come <laughs> with and it's far more apt, but yeah, yes, okay, I'll take yeah, that. Picasso's far more apt for Steve's <laughs> characters. I, I think his current one has like some crazy, crazy underbite and like a complete lack of jaw, if I remember right. I would say fish lips. Fish That's lips. how I would describe your current okay. one. <laughs> yeah, the face of a thousand lemons. Yeah. So, <laughs> right off the bat, um, the character creator in uh, Elden Ring is kind of intense man like there are some options in there like i love character creators it's one of my main draws if you can if you can have a really good character creation um in in the beginning of the game that really really draws me into a game if i can create an avatar that i'm really happy with the way it looks i'm much more likely to buy into it and elden ring oh man the options in there like you can change the luster of your hair i've never even seen anything like that and what is that like the volume or what is that it's well i i didn't know until i played around with the sliders and it just changes how shiny your hair is oh wow oh, right, okay. okay so that condition it's it. glossy or matte 
Yeah, yeah. Or greasy or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And obviously being a greasy little boy, I had maximum grease. Perfect. It does look like a greasy world. So that does kind of track lore wise. Yeah, <laughs> kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So in the character creator, the only gripe I really had, and this is just going to be a gripe for me, um, the PC version of Dark Souls is not massively optimized for PC players. I will say you've got to like kind of flip between using the keyboard and the controller pad um and it's massively massively annoying but after that um after i got a little character done um got into my little world and i'm kind of in i i've, I've really been enjoying it i will say like i think you you guys are probably going to gush over it a lot more than i do i have i have my fair share of problems with this game mm-hmm. but by and large yeah i'm in i love it do you want to tell everyone like kind of class you've gone for and things like that so i went for a confessor um i gather again I, this is all new to me so you guys are gonna probably tell me otherwise but i gather with souls games your initial starting class isn't massively important nah, you can kind of spec into whatever you want after Absolutely, that mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah so I, I picked confessor because it had the coolest starting outfit it's kind of like a weird nun's habit sort of thing um with a shield and a sword and yeah i was sold i was in Nice, nice. So you're, are you still using the starting equipment or have you kind of set to find other stuff? Or Well, so um, this has been one of my main uh, problems with the game, really. I'm used to, um, I don't know, I'm not sure how to phrase this really, but the drop rate I have found and the... the um, He's the... used to new Assassin's Creed. There you go. I just <laughs> I, I've, I've phrased it for you, mate. Yeah, that's what enough. you're used to. Yeah, I, I'm used to getting a whole bunch of items and sort of picking the one that's like um, most appealing to me. But with, with I've found so far... With with Elden Ring I've been playing for 22 hours now and I am pretty much using my starter gear I've got a new shield and oh and today oh I'm fucking jazzed about this I meant, meant to tell you guys earlier um, today I found a mace um, that's not my starting weapon and I'm pretty fucking pretty fucking happy with it nice, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, little one handed spiky boy um, I haven't upgraded it or anything yet it's a little bit slower than my sword but it seems to whack people quite nicely and I'm, I'm pretty happy with it Nice, nice. Have you been like, you know, as you do, I know you said you've not got many, but as you do get new weapons and stuff, have you been giving them a bash and seeing how they feel and things? Uh, no. Um, what's well, funny, Steve said in our group chat, um, he mentioned that you can, you know, like the, the big boy weapons, like your broadswords and your big giant axes and all that, you can actually wield them in one hand. I didn't know that. So I've been, I've been... Two-handing everything. Yeah. Well, no, I, 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 I rely on my shield a lot because I'm a little noob and I'm not really very good at the game. I'm I'm really heavily relying on the shield. I'm a bit scared of dodging into enemies and stuff like that. So I haven't wanted to use the two-handed weapons because I, I I need my shield, you know. Well, like like yeah, like Steve said, no weapon is purely two-handed. Um... See, I didn't know that. I, I'm gonna say um, another negative for the game for me. Um, I, I'm sure this is not a thing for most people, but I am I'm pretty much totally new to this franchise, and I think I know this is gonna sound dumb, but it's not very welcoming to new players. There are a lot of mm. mechanics that are kind of obscure, kind of hidden away. And I get that that's the appeal for a lot of people, you know, that sort of feel of like natural discovery is really, really, you know, it's a plus for a lot of people. But for me, it's just it's just not very welcoming. There's lots of little things where you, that you guys have pointed out to me and I've been like, when you point them out to me, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, I could have done with that knowledge like, you know, 14 hours ago. See, the thing is, that kind of lends itself into the DNA of this franchise, really. You know, yeah. the how it was birthed originally was, you know, from um, Miyazaki when he was younger, really loved Western fantasy, but didn't have a strong enough grasp of in- the English language to fully understand it. Ah, so that's he, he 
found himself like making up little aspects of the story filling in the blanks and just reading what he could and some that he wanted to create a game that sort of represented that that feeling and that's kind of why it is the way it is there is all the starting information well all the information you need generally is at the start but you need to stop at those like little um messages on the floor and read them yeah. usually and uh, this game does have some pop-ups that pop up but they literally well, I think they just pop up once, but then I think you can find them in your menu again. Yeah, you can. Um, oddly enough, they're, they're items in your menu. It's, re it's really, really odd. You can even store the items in your in your little chest if you want to. Is that right? Yeah. I can't <laughs> say I've looked at it, but... Wait, which one, sorry? Are we talking about, like, the tutorial things or what, what little pop-ups? All, all the basic tutorials are actually, you can buy them in your inventory and you can you can dump them if you, if you don't want to carry them around. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, very odd, very odd. But yeah, I don't know if I turned off the tutorials or something because there's so many, so many little mechanics that I've just completely missed. Like, I feel like when I first started playing, obviously, I know this is a really intimidating and difficult game. So I really tried to pay attention to the tutorials. Like, they throw a lot at you. Mm. There is just, yeah, just little mechanics that I'm, I just haven't been aware of that you guys have sort of, I never would have known about if you hadn't pointed them out to me. Well, take let's take Two-Handed as an example. This game, it's actually different to how it ha ever has been in an any game and i wouldn't know how to do it except a little pop-up hit me at the beginning of the thing hmm. the beginning of the game so it is there but you must have just like absentmindedly skipped past it yeah the addition of jumping kind of switched around those controls because normally uh triangle is your um kind of switch to two-handed mode but then they had to make triangle the interact button to allow for x to be the new jump button so now trying did they not have a jump in previous game they did but you had to like sprint in you had to use the run button and then like you would roll but you you press the circle again but if you're sprinting you would jump instead of roll and it used to be a bit annoying sometimes Sometimes because yeah, yeah, you fucking yeah. just jump instead of when you mean to roll that that sort of thing. Yeah, they allowed for like it's almost as an admission of how bad that kind of control scheme was. They allowed you to switch between either having circle, which was the running kind of sprinting button, as jump or L three. So like you would be either you're pressing the button that you're already holding to run, so you need to let go and then tap it again to jump, mm. or you're holding forwards on the left stick. And then kind of tapping tapping it in while running to jump. So like neither's really a very elegant solution. What do you guys like as better in Souls players? What do you guys think of the current control scheme in, in Elden Ring? Is it better? Is it worse? Do you, do you have any problems with it? Uh, overall, I think I think I really like the um, most of it is very very similar to people that have played some, the other previous games. It's going to feel pretty much the same. This is a bit of a spoiler to what's coming ahead in the next section. <laughs> <laughs> on, I yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be any surprise to anybody that oh, we've, we've all been playing Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, the biggest change for me is um, putting stuff on the... Have you guys been using the kind of holding triangle d-pad menu? Yeah, yeah. So I've got my... Uh, I've got Torrent, the horse cow thingy on there. I've got... Um, blah, 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 blah. What else have I got on there? I can't remember, actually. I think I've just got Torrent on there. Have you found the flask of physic yes yes yeah. yeah i have yeah i have that on that little triangle <laughs> yeah that's right i got that yeah, there yeah. too yeah yeah I'm not sure I fully understand that uh, flask of physics thing. Is it like you make your own potions? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like a yeah, exactly that. It's a customizable Estus flask, essentially. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, all right, cool. I've only found one little thing for it that restores like half of my health, which is better than my Estus flasks at the moment. Um, so I'm pretty happy with it. But you you only get one charge before you rest. Is that right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's like a single-use thing where like, yeah, you can set up some kind of thing either specific to a certain encounter of like okay you'll equip the things on it that 
either boost your fire defense or whatever. Mm. And then before a specific encounter, you'll down your flask and then start the fight. Ah, that makes a lot more sense. All right, so I need to go find some more buffs and stuff, basically. Yeah, Yeah. you get those. I mean, I don't know if this is a spoiler for whatever, but yeah, you you get a lot of the upgrades from uh, the Erd trees, the minor Erd trees that you find out in the world. Oh, is there more than one of those? I've only. I I think we should just say blanket spoiler (laughs) for a little bit. We won't we won't go too deep into Elden Ring, but there will be some like minor spoilers. Yeah, I might put a spoiler warning at the top of the podcast, perhaps. Yeah. Minor spoilable. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I guess, well, like, yeah, if anyone's interested in the aspects of discovery with that world, then yeah, you should kind of wait until yeah, you're ready to listen to that part of that. But I mean, I think people are generally quite good at self governing with that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I would imagine. I mean, I don't, how, how many hours have you guys put into this? Like, I would imagine we're probably. I reckon behind. you've caught up, maybe overtaken me now, Steve. There's been a couple of days I've not played this week. Really? Ooh, Two days I haven't played this week. Ooh, you've been, oh, been busy. A bit tired. Work. Yeah, I've been busy at work and then a bit Too tired, tired for Elden Ring? That doesn't sound like you, mate. Oh, no, I know. Been a trying week. You're right. Yeah, you, it has you been a trying week. No, I don't want to fucking talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you on then, Lee? What's, what's your count then? Uh, I am at 50 hours, Blade. 50 hours? Yeah, how long has it been out now? Week? Uh, one week, exactly. But by, by Monday, I was 40 hours into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What are it's, you at, Steve? Uh, I'm at like 52, 53. It was a similar thing. Wow. Basic, basically identical to Lee, where like, like I booked Friday and Monday off so that I could have like a four day weekend of just being a smelly boy. Yeah, boy, it. fellow nerds. I did exactly the same. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I did the same thing where like start start of work Tuesday, it was all I was thinking about, and I was forty hours or so into my journey, and then yeah do you know what just like steve steve was messaging me around lunchtime on tuesday talking to me about Elden Ring, and i was like steve stop talking to me about this fucking game right now i'm out of the office i'm not working from home today so you're being a right dick about it <laughs> yeah no i had like a kind of i don't know if, if as long as i'm okay with my work i can take a cheek to our lunch break and just yeah yeah go and fight some dungeon things i mean like as as an adult as a man in well into his 30s now like one of the markers of a great game um for me is if i'm thinking about it whilst i'm at work um and i i have been thinking about Elden ring a lot this week like there have been times where i've had things to do um and it's yeah it's been on my mind i didn't think it would be that way to be honest i didn't i thought i would kind of just model my way through it but i'm i'm really into it that's awesome to hear man like it really is um because obviously it's a game that both Stephen and myself have loved for years, and uh, mm. it's nice to be able to share that enjoyment with you. That was that was one of my main draws, really. Just having um, I've got a couple of group chats, um, you know, where we talk about games and stuff, and just being able to keep up with everybody was was uh, really appealing to me. It's kind of helped me push through a lot of the difficulty spikes as well. And I must say, you know, not to get all uh, sickly sweet or anything, um, but having the support of you two lovely people has really, really been helpful. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you know, it, should should it really like should shit hit really hit the fan? You know, you can always summon another player in to help you, right? Ah, see, I'm playing offline because I um. You can. I think you can switch that on the fly, though. Yeah, uh, I 
believe you can, yeah. Um, this is one of my other, a, a small gripe about the game, but um, I guess this isn't so bad once the hype's died down. But when I first started playing, um, the messages you get on the floor were just, just annoying to me. Like, I know it's quite a meme game, but like, you know, like the tutorials. Like, I will say, I think it's been worse in this game than it I has for a so. lot of others, yeah. to be honest. Because this, this has got to be like the most popular release by them, surely. It's certainly the most popular launch, I would say. Hard to say, yeah. Yeah, I don't know enough of the behind the scenes to know if Dark Souls 3 or Sekiro, Bloodborne, well, probably not Bloodborne because that was PS4 exclusive, but uh, the other two were. I think that's probably a fair guess though. Like with this being a new generation, with it being like, cross cross platform as well so like people on the older consoles are still going to be playing it and with all the um releases and things i didn't know it was cross platform that's really interesting yeah digital foundry did a thing where like um they were kind of analyzing which versions of it play the best and apparently the ps4 version on a ps5 is the most consistent way to get 60 frames really? is that right that really? seems because i will say the, the the pc port so far has not been fantastic um i think um, so there's, there's a lot of frame rate issues, um, like dropping frames when you first get into a, a fight or a new area or something. It's something to do with like the shader compilers, I, I gather. Um, but I think it was a day one patch that kind of fucked it, really. A lot of the alpha builds, like uh, the, the, the streamers that were playing the, um, the demo and stuff, they didn't have any problems on PC. Um, but so far, every patch that they've released has kind of made, made the situation worse, unfortunately. Mm, it's, not, it's, not, it's not game breaking. But it has cost me a couple of boss runs. I mean, uh, um, it's hard to take like with the, with the pre-release build or whatever. Like, it's hard to get a sense of like how much of that is going to be representative of the full game, with it being a much smaller closed area. Yeah, yeah. What what was the what was the area that they they could play? Did anybody did anybody watch any of that? I watched a bit. Yeah, I think fairly sure at least stayed as much clearer than of spoiler things than I did. But the correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the first it was basically you start in Limgrave and you kind of have a bit of the outside area but you know the bit just above the you know the grace where you get to torrent the horse there, oh yeah, yeah yeah there's a kind of big jumping thing where you can go up to the cliffs on there i think the cliffs mm. were a barrier so if you go up onto the cliffs you got a little thing saying hey this will be in the full game but then like most of the kind of big fieldy area and quite a few dungeons within limgrave were kind of open for people so you could still go into quite a lot of the dungeons and they weirdly i noticed they put a lot of later game items in there potentially for like uh reviewing balance and stuff of like later game items because you could get the twin blade quite early within the pre-build now i remember thinking like holy shit if you can get that that early in the game most people are just going to go and get that super early on but is, is the twin blade generally sort of quite a good choice then uh i mean it's it's kind of quite quite uh quite fast hitting if you're two-handing so like if you level it up you can be doing a lot of kind of dps but yeah i mean i've, I've got it now in my build uh i'm not using it but yeah like it's definitely something where if you're specking in that direction it could be quite overpowered if you find it early interesting did you mention what your build was now when i when i said class earlier i actually meant build oh honest. okay so i've kind of got um if i remember rightly i've got points in strength um whatever your health is um bigger bigger yeah strength figure and uh faith i've put a little bit into faith as well oh see now i was under the impression that you were mostly rocking a faith build um, so the um, the confessor class starts with like fourteen faith. So I've I've only just started using spells. Actually, I found a little magic vendor um, recently, and fuck me, is it game changing to have like a fucking fireball spell? Like even yeah. on like the the Erd, the Erd tree boss, like I was getting absolutely flattened. 
but I'd got this um, a fireball spell, and then Steve let me know you can cast whilst you're on Torrent. And it was just a, a piece of piss, really. Just um, steam in, cast a fireball, run away on the horse. So are you holding your seal? Were you holding your seal in your left hand then? Uh, no, I had my seal in... Oh, I don't must know, have actually. been your left. Yeah, it would have been my left hand. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But even if it's in your left hand, you can still fire magic even when it's in your left hand. But then when you're on your horse, switching between the weapons moves it over to the right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, again, that's one of those little things that I don't think the game explained. I never would have figured that out unless you explicitly told me. Do you know what? I don't think it does explicitly say that. But yeah, I think just knowing that game for for me. Having played so many, when I got on that horse and I realised there was no way to use my shield, which I had in my left, I was like, oh, so I can only use whatever's in my right hand. That was just like immediately where my mind went within like the first 10 seconds. Yeah. Mm. See, a lot a lot of the mechanics are really strict. Like, um, I can't think of any specific examples, but um, it's kind of like once you know, you know. But if you don't know, you get fucked, really. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult, yeah. Like like you said, this is like a huge release for them in terms of like potentially bringing a whole bunch of new people in there. But it's also building on the lessons they've learned from multiple, multiple games. And they don't want to also discredit the experience all those other people have had. So it must have been hard to design this with that in mind of, okay, how do we teach new players how to be doing all this stuff without just mm. insulting everyone that's been following us for years? Yeah, yeah. I tell you one thing they don't go into, and I honestly wouldn't have discovered it if Steve and I didn't have a little party session and play this game on Sunday or Saturday. Was it Steve? After it could it came have been. Out? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think it was Sunday. Sunday or Monday. Yeah. I think it was Sunday. Yeah. So we've both been playing this game for pretty much two days solid, <laughs> and we got <laughs> together on Sunday and had a little party chat all day. And we, if it wasn't for that, it would have taken me ages to discover a few things. Like first off, when you zoom all the way out on the map, if you go to the bottom left. If you've been to, have you been to the round table oh, yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how you can teleport to the round yeah, table. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I just wouldn't have noticed it for ages. I would have noticed it eventually, but and then the second thing is just how useful the map actually is. So if you really zoom in on a map, you can see like you can kind of make out caves. There's like usually a little yeah, black right. hole. Yeah. Out. You go there. There's a cave. Um. There's like these circular things that look like plates. Oh, if yeah, you... I found a couple of those. They, like, transport you to, like, um, what are, what's it called? Like an Everjail or something? Everjail, like yeah, yeah, exactly that. So, well, What um, are they? Are they, like, endgame areas or something? No, get... they're just, like, little mini-bosses, you could really? say. Because I've been kind of avoiding them. Like, so you, they look it, pretty harsh to me. Do you know what? Get in there, because yeah. even if you die, you get spawned right outside it again. Mm. Uh, and you don't have to go back in there to pick up your, your souls or runes, <sighs> actually. That's interesting. Yeah, so even if you lose your runes, it just um, drops it outside. So you just spawn right outside it to pick up your runes and fuck mm. off. I think you still spawn it. I think you still spawn at your normal place. It's just that the runes aren't there, trapped. There's inside always that room. A, a stake of Marrakin. Ah, uh, true. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's that's one thing I wanted to touch on actually. The stake of America thing. Like I gather that's not really been in any previous games. No. Because one of one of the things that really put me off about the previous games is like making your way to a boss run, uh, making your way to a boss fight, dying to the boss, and then having to fight all those enemies again. But with with Elden Ring, it will pretty much uh, if if there's a boss fight coming up, it'll almost always point uh portal you to one of these statues of america things and you don't have so much of a run it's just seems like it, it just takes the hassle out for me it's like less of a commitment when i'm when i'm doing a, a boss run if that makes sense couldn't agree more and i think it's one of the the little touches they've made that's made it really more accessible people are crying for an easy mode 
Steak of Marica, easy mode. <laughs> I think that's going a little they bit far, but I get that. Uh, yeah, but like, I mean, I'm, every time anyone discusses this, I have horrible flashbacks to, um, I can't remember the boss's name now. He's in the DLC of Dark Souls 2 in the fire area, the kind of samurai guy. And the oh, boss. God, I've done it, but I can't remember. Yeah, fuck. But like, the boss run up to him is just full of at least 10 to 20 quite powerful enemies where if you actually stop to fight them all you'll lose all your health between that i say when you when you get into the swing of dark souls or bloodborne whatever whichever one you play or elden ring um you realize that when you spawn just if if you're in the middle of a boss fight and you die you run past every bloody enemy (laughs) you just get back to that fog wall again yeah um and you pass through and you probably die again and then you do it all over until you stop dying (laughs) yeah (laughs) see that's not a fun time for me like i gather like that is the appeal for a lot of people that's not the appeal i think well i mean it is part of the appeal but um it's the the reward in nature of beating it isn't it it's it's uh, a challenge beaten is mm. is that much more rewarding yeah and also like the the discussions of an easy mode or whatever would lessen the enjoyment for some people in terms of like like knowing that you beat something knowing that there wasn't any way to make it easier for yourself and you still overcame it see i i get that to some degree but also when i'm playing games like i i want it to be a bit of escapism i don't necessarily want a challenge from it i want you know i find life to be challenging enough i don't i don't need some video games challenging me you yeah, know what I mean? yeah and that's fair enough the, the this game more than the others has found other ways to kind of mechanically bring in an easy mode in terms of like like you could always with all of the games you could bring in a second player to help fight a bus with you and then even with this game if you're wanting to play offline the way that the ashes work which is a new mechanic for this game of summoning a spirit thing to fight with you yeah like just even if they're not dealing damage which most of the time they're not really going to be doing much damage anyway but the way that they distract the aggro of a bus and just give you time to heal as well that i find i don't know about you steve or you now but i found like there's been quite a few um ai summons that you can get in to help you in a boss fight yeah so i found one um waiting for me outside market who yeah I, i've still not uh, beaten summoner roger that's right Summoner roger. Roger. <laughs> that's right the, the, actually that's a good point the, the names um in in the souls games are, are, are quite interesting like you get like summoner roger but you also have like invader um like you, you, yeah. you switch between like really obscure wanky high fantasy names and then dave Here's Simon, and there's Radan. Exactly. (laughs) All right, Steve, what have you been playing this week? Uh, Okay, I'm going to slightly include like half a week of the week before this week, if that's all right, because. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. You're nice just boy. you're allowed this one, Steve. This yeah, one time. yeah. Well, it's also just to bring a bit of variety because uh, it's something not Elven Ring related. Um, I was playing the new Horizon. You what? <laughs> heresy, Get pure around. heresy. Uh, yeah, I was playing the New Horizon game, which is actually my first Horizon game. I played the first. Oh. I played the first one for like one hour or so yeah quite recently because i wanted to get like up, up to speed before the new one came out and then i realized like i don't think i have the time to complete a full open world game before the new open world game comes out yeah so yeah that's yeah. fair enough i reckon it's probably something you can knock out in 25 30 hours but 
I I understand the sentiment behind that. 25, 30 hours is not nothing. So Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's the kind of thing where like if I play through the first game for 20, 30 hours, I'll probably not have the energy to go play the actual one I wanted to buy anyway. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so how how are you finding number two then, man? Weird. Weird? Weird in the sense of like uh it's kind of like listening to like a really good band play 12 bar blues or something where it's like <laughs> i think i know i think i know what you're saying yeah like everything you can recognize moments of quality and everything and you can recognize that everything about it is generally quite well done mm. but there is a vague blandness maybe to the f- i don't know it's a weird one yeah so i i played the first game um and i found it- that exact same thing with the first game i've, I've not played the new one um but it, it was it was very competent. Um, but I think I'm kind of at the point now where most open world games just kind of blend into into each other. Really, um, I feel like the genre... mostly all have that Ubisoft formula. Yeah, you got it, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's, um, yeah. it's a list list exercise. Yeah, <laughs> list checking exercise. I also found people really really praised the story um, in in the first game, um, but I found it to be very average. I don't know if as did um, you play through the whole thing? That sorry. No, I played maybe about twenty hours of it um and dipped out um i can't remember why i think something else came along and that took my interest um but i i very much found it to be like okay it wasn't there was there wasn't anything bad about it there wasn't anything amazing about it it was just a very competent game and i think i've just had had too many of those experiences at the time you know yeah that, that makes sense um i mean i it would be unfair for me to like review or criticize the story of the first one given that i watched a 20 minute video breaking down the story so that yeah. i knew yeah. what was happening and i'm the one of the three of us that played the first one in its entirety and i loved the story and that was the one thing that re- i really did love i think we touched upon this in the previous episode that was the one thing that i really did love about the uh, first one hmm. I found the I think you pretty much nailed nailed the description of the game at the moment to moment game it it was it was fun but not you know it didn't didn't have flair it didn't have bundles of excitement to, for the game itself to keep you going but I think there was a turning point with the with the plot itself it was fine for a while but I think there was, I remember there being a turning point where I was like oh that's really interesting um, so I think we're okay to spoil the original Horizon aren't we yeah I think yeah. so. But I found what really put me off was like the main character is called Aloy, isn't she? Yeah. And she is, um, she's a mix of like robot and human. Therefore, she's an alloy. And I just thought that was the dumbest fucking thing Where I've she? ever heard. And it re- yeah. Really, I thought, really uh, wasn't she just a clone? She's just a clone of... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's a clone of like the, the person that like tried to save the world or something. Yeah, that's it. She was, what I remember is like she was birthed. By the mountain or something. That's <laughs> and, um, right. Yeah, the mountain made her. That's yeah, right. and she was a clone of yeah some yeah. woman. It was just calling ages, calling her past. Aloy or Alloy was just a little bit too on the nose for me, and it went like I just dipped out, just completely put me off. I don't know. I think like the nice surprise that I feel like a lot of people were getting from the story was that there was even a story to be going on there, other than just kind of robots, etc. Like the the idea that there was even like factions and diff- like different kind of sections of people having different interests and an actual kind of history and law. Like it's not the world's deepest thing in the world, but I think even the idea that there was one was maybe a surprise for some people, given how open worlds often do that. Yeah, there there were some really nice touches in it. Like there were some little bits in the first one where like um, you climb up to a height and you could kind of see a glimpse into the past. So like you know the world is ruined right now, but you could sort of see like how it looked back in the day, um, and that was a really nice 
little touch. It had lots of little touches like that, mm. but just the whole thing altogether was just a bit of a seven out of ten for me. No, I think I think that's about fair. I mean, like the the big thing, at least the thing that I was enjoying with the the newest one was at least like it is very very beautiful it is a very pretty game and um i actually played for most of it without the frame rate being prioritized because i forgot to change that setting you know because the combat wasn't super demanding or at least it wasn't interesting enough for me to really be prioritizing movement and that kind of thing yeah like i did spend enough of it just looking around at nice pretty places and yeah it's, it's a very good looking game did you catch any of the controversy when it first came out um where gamers were saying that um aloy in the new game isn't as pretty as she was in the first game oh, she's got a beard man have you seen that no she's not got a fucking beard <laughs> i know <mate>. it's ridiculous <laughs> i can't believe anyone ever pointed that out it's like it's it's just hair like it's, everyone's got hair on them sake, all over them just so cliche like she's not the most attractive woman in the world I hate this game. Like it's fucking pathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm happy to ignore the incel community for whatever. Like I'm okay with that. <laughs> if, 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 there's, if there's a community, yeah. if there's a community, I'm okay with ostracizing. Yeah. You know. Okay. Cool. <laughs> the school shooter demographic is one that I'm happy to just ignore. Our, our main audience is incel, so we've just lost about seventy percent of that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. The school shooters are now moving to Luxembourg for me. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I don't know. It's it's absolutely fine. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Like, I can't even zoom in close enough to see her beard, not beard. So I don't even know what setup people are using to even see that stuff to complain about it. It's Yeah, it's just a sad state of affairs, really. Yeah, for sure. So over- overall, I would say that, like, okay, it's a good game. Uh, it's a bit how, sad. How much time have you put into it, roughly, Steve? I think around 20 hours or so. Okay, that's oh, a, yeah, decent a decent chunk. chunk yeah. yeah, I mean, but also I spent too long maybe in the starting areas and i've only really more recently got to a point where there's like uh kind of like in the first dark souls where you get the lord vessel and then you need to you're told okay you need to go kill this bus this bus and this bus mm-hmm. i've kind of got to that first stage there in that game i think where you get set up somewhere and you're told a bunch of different places you can go for the few objectives you have to really like kind of set everything up for the final yeah i've kind of got to that point and then a different game happens to come out that kind of saw my attention yeah um so there's there's a certain part in in sort of open world games where you sort of you have all your objectives laid out for you that's when i'm sort of buying in the most you know when i when i've got the path laid out in front of me Mm. um and i know i know what i've got ahead that's when i buy into a game i don't know part of me also bounced off a bit because of that because all of my objectives were suddenly so far off into the map that i hadn't explored and i knew that like between here and there i'm gonna pick up 500 side quests that are gonna feel like i should complete them but i probably won't end up doing that yeah that can be a bit of a turn off for me like when you get overwhelmed in your in your quest log um you know i like games with lots and lots of content in them but when you have a quest log with like 45 things in there I, it's a bit daunting and to be honest it's a weird one because it doesn't it's not like crazy volume like i went to like a small kind of like in the early game you get to a small little kind of mining town and there's only like three or four little quests you pick up but for whatever reason doing all of those just kind of sl- even even though it's not that many quests you're doing in the long term of things it still kind of slowed the pace of everything right down. Yeah. And uh, it still only kept me about at the level that I should be for doing the main story. Like each kind of mission gives you a recommended level of what your character should be at for that level. And doing kind of 60 to 70% of the side things kept me in line with that level 
but I feel like it probably should be a bit more generous. It's the kind of game where maybe I might have enjoyed it more just sticking on an easier difficulty setting to tri- trivialize the combat more. But then at that point, I'm not really sure what I'm playing anymore. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying, man. Yeah, I get you. Does it, does it have that, um, you know, sort of uh, open world thing of um, you've got your skill tree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've got a bunch of different skill trees so you can go down more of a stealthy path. You can start upgrading more of your stealthy things or you can upgrade more bow-based things and stick based things i'm sure yeah yeah for your spear you can have more directly come by stick mate what do you think i meant by stick if i was talking about the spear you actually get quite a lot of weapons um you do get like a like you've got your starting bow and your spear but then you do end up picking up a few different types of bow and a few different ways of throwing spears or throwing explosive spears or laying traps and things and uh yeah i don't know in the end like you can up you can also upgrade all of the things you find and i ended up upgrading all of my starting gear really high and then i regretted it because within about five minutes i'd found better stuff like uh what what kai's saying there about um elden ring gear not being as frequent uh horizon goes too far the other way where every town i go to someone is selling me a bow that's potentially slightly better than the one i have but i've not upgraded that one so it's really hard to tell which one i should even buy and then upgrade i think that's just really common these days in those kinds of games personally i just think like yeah when i think of rpgs and stuff uh, not necessarily open world well, even some open world, but like Oblivion, I'll always harp on about Oblivion. And there were a lot of weapons. But I don't feel like I was constantly being thrown thrown weapons that were like, oh, this one's a bit better in this way. This one's a bit better in that way. Mm. It was just like you'd, you'd find one amazing weapon and it would last you for like a quarter of the game. Um, I feel like these days games are very much built in a way that you're constantly incrementally just upgrading your weapons and you'll go through like 20 weapons in a game well it's the uh, diablo syndrome isn't it yeah definitely uh, but like that that makes like no singular weapon like really cool you know um because you're just constantly moving through them because it, it, you're just always looking at the stats there's no like yeah there's no wow factor like yeah a, yeah you we- know when you get spell. when you got a new weapon in final fantasy 7 and back in the day like that was like oh shit yeah. true, like, true you got like five weapons in the whole game or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know i kind of felt like whenever i got to the new town there's whatever the weapon shop is there and you usually buy the new weapon for each member of your team yeah that's mm, true but even still it was like five in a game you know in a run like, or maybe you know max 10 max 10 different weapons and that's it but like these days you go through at 20 plus you know in a so in, in the game. new horizon um you mentioned you can get new bows do you, do you get any like new weapons or is it just your sticky spear thingy no no there's, there's there's quite a few different weapons that do feel different to use like there's like kind of throwing spears and there's like even in the first one you got slightly different things like you got like those um i don't know what the sticks with a rope are that you throw at something and it'll whip around their legs and make them oh, trip over. like the bowlers yeah yeah you get things like that in the first game like there's more than just your bow and your spear yeah like, for sure for sure you get like mines and traps and things as well the mines and traps they could be amazing but i've just never felt the urge to use them i never it's, it's bothered always with any the same in open world games They're, like mines and traps and bombs are pretty much superfluous to me like i remember um assassin's creed 
two no assassin's creed how much time did you put into metal gear solid 5 and you said like mm. i'm sure you were just like mining and trapping up fools all over the place yeah, yeah but metal gear solid 5 is like the exception to the rule like it's um you know it does wonderful things with the tools that you're given like you're, you're given the opportunity to be really really creative in that game but in most open world games i don't think that's the case yeah no i, don't, I would fully agree yeah for sure do you know what we really should move on to though is um I reckon we've spoken enough about Horizon. What we really should move on to is what what you've really been playing this week, Steve. I mean, I've been playing a whole bunch of Elden Ring. It's it it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. It's so you, 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 you and Lee are like really big Souls boys. Like, I I'm am really a here. huge Souls boy, but one thing I'll always have, Steve will always hold on have over me is the fact that he lent me my very first Souls game that I Ooh. got into. I tried Bloodborne before before he tried it before he lent me uh, Dark Souls, but it just didn't like stick with me. I didn't I didn't really enjoy it at the time. I didn't realize you were that late to the series, man. I thought I thought you'd always kind of been there. I I only uh, started playing it when we first moved in together. Wow. Okay. Shit. Wow. That's that's cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember lending you my uh, copy of Dark Souls for the ps3 Three. yeah that's it man Jesus. i still have it you lent it to me and i still have it dude i was gonna say do you still have it it's also i think the special edition one as well so you've got you've got some kind of superfluous art book nonsense thing as well no nah, i've just got a disc you've probably still got the art book <laughs> oh god that's probably still in england I don't, I don't think i brought that with me to look i i have the disc in some random band's EP cover case. <laughs> like that's, that's how you gave it perfect. to me. There was a band that played at the bar we all used to work at. That, um, that's oh. perfect. That's what Miyazaki would like that, actually. Like the fact you've got some weird trinket hidden in some old kind of artifact. Speaking of, quick quick shout out. Um, we, all, we all used to work in a bar together. That's how we met each other. Um, the bar that we work in has stopped doing music over the pandemic. Um, but I noticed today um, they've got their first gig um, coming up next month. They, they're oh, that, that makes me again. happy. Yeah, me too. Right? Man. That's me cool. too. That makes me happy. I might buy tickets to that, maybe. So, yeah. Um... Talk to us. Talk Elden Ring to me. Yeah. So, as, as a man who got me into it, like, and has been playing this series for years and years and years, mm -hmm. I mean, I know how you how you feel about it, but verbalize it. Tell me. Tell me again. I want to hear it come out. I've, I've, seen you, <laughs> I've seen you write it. Now I want to hear you say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just really, really good. <laughs> I mean, That's really... my boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... Like, the best parts of kind of all of the games so far are all represented in some way in this one. It's it's really, it's rewarding in each of those different ways. It's it's kind of amazing that they've been able to kind of do this. Like, I mean, I can, I mean, it would be, be maybe easier for me to talk a little bit negative just because the positives everyone's kind of always already talking about. We already know that it's an amazing world. The exploration's awesome. Like, I mean, there are a tiny bit of negatives where, like, the lesser boss battles, there is a bit of repeats with the yes. design of the enemies. Yeah, I've noticed that. I was quite surprised by that because, like, the the actual sort of, the amount of mobs, um, you generic enemies, like, um, there's quite a lot of variety to them. But I was, I must say, I was a bit disappointed when I found um, one boss i think it was the pumpkin head guy um found him in a little mini dungeon um spent a bit of time beating him and then found him as like a, a normal mob out in the world um that was a bit of a detractor for me but you know not a major one just just um i wasn't expecting to find repeated enemies for me i'm okay with that because that's kind of always been a part of the series uh, and right, especially okay. yeah i was about to say the same thing i think that's ha well no now steve said it. i know it has it's happened in the past where they, they will take some kind of enemy that's a big enemy early on 
and then later on i think it's like to symbolize how you've grown but like later on it would just be a mob yeah 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 that's kind of cool i like i like that idea that's nice. i i think in in elden ring the the thing that is obviously true is the fact that it's not not linear where when it was a linear game that's really much easier to, for that whole thing to be portrayed essentially um in this game it doesn't sit it wouldn't have that unless you've played others to sort of know where it's coming from if you know what i mean so i get that that's that's yeah, something i sure, kind of wanted sure. to touch on with you guys so like you, you guys are both veterans to this uh, series how are you finding um the open world format now that it's not quite as linear is it is it a plus or a minus for you guys uh, it's a kind of plus really i, I mean i think it... it's a massive plus i think it's yeah one i think it's so wonderfully well designed this world um you know one thing i really love about this world is it just feels genuinely crafted um you know crafted by nature as well <laughs> that you know i get what you're saying yeah. nature there's some some crazy stuff has gone down and messed everything up but essentially this was once crafted by nature it's got that kind of vibe to it yeah it feels lived in it feels it feels like um i mean yeah we'll probably all figure it out months later when everyone's actually read all the stupid item descriptions and i'm stuff. just waiting for varty to do it mr varty video hurry up <laughs> i've been watching hella varty videos recently i've been really getting into uh, everything he does if anyone's into dark souls in any way shape or form uh they need to watch Vi video for the law well i noticed he got a video on the um the official uh um bandai namco thingy um the official youtube channel actually put a video out by him i thought that was a really really nice touch just getting involved with the community like he's kind of the figurehead for for the uh, dark souls community and they uh they've done that before with him for in a couple of times i think i think uh yeah he's been around a long time yeah he's been doing i mean shit like his early dark souls was he was he doing demon souls videos even before dark souls i don't know that he was but probably probably not dude no, i don't know but yeah his early series of uh things covering like weirdly obscure characters within the series in good detail he's, he's been doing a great job for a while yeah well that was one of my main draws actually I, I was before i got into the game um i was watching his his law videos for the for the old um games for his old stuff his yeah. prepare to cry series yeah it's fantastic yeah well, actually while we're on that subject um george rr R. martin why like i feel like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like did he like have an afternoon free Fuck, and he man. had like a, f a 10 minute skype call yeah. about him it was like hey man just include a couple more dragons good job yeah <laughs> was not put like as, as somebody who's waiting for the next game of thrones book it wasn't put worth putting off for another couple of years like I, I, it's just it's a very it's a competent story but it's not deep and rich or new. It's just um. You, you, you Here's know? the thing. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's I mean, true. <laughs> I don't think either of us know that. And the way that they tell their story, anyway. I mean, like, it's kind of insane to get like, hey, let's get this novelist, and what's he going to do? Well, he's going to help us write item descriptions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking stupid. <laughs> It's like getting Tarantino or whatever. Like, I'm going to get Martin Scorsese to come help this. It's like, oh, cool, what are you doing? Oh, we're shooting a fucking jeans advert. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, no, it's, it, I'd say it's more like getting Tarantino to do product placement yeah. in your film or something. Hey, Tarantino, oh, where would this Mars bar be best placed? Fuck it out. At Jesus. the feet, he would say at the feet. He would say at the feet. You're absolutely right. Between though, the right? toes, <laughs> in and out between the toes. Can we get Uber Furman to stomp on a Mars bar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can it be kind of melted and can it kind of seep uh, between the digits? Uh, 
If Tarantino's listening to this, he's going to go whack one off right now. Yeah, for sure, man. He's rocking. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does it every right time someone says his name, <laughs> whether he is it or not. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> that was the, after that horrible deed. So I can, yeah, I can confirm. I'm, I'm really, really enjoying Elden Ring. I'm overall going for a big. I started as more of a mage guy because a lot of the word of mouth is that like, hey, magic's relevant again because over the since Dark Souls three going forwards they've kind of made mage builds a bit less viable overall which it's hard to tell whether the conversation is about pvp or pve so like a lot of when people say hey this isn't as good anymore it's hard to say yeah like is it just for like the one-on-one dueling and things is it that community or is it like the actual main game yeah have you have you done much pvp because i I know you 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 play in offline mode don't you yeah i'm playing this offline mode for sure uh i did a bit of mucking around on dark souls 3 pvp but i've never been one to really like turn on invasions and just let people invade me or whatever like if i'm if i'm playing single player that's what i'm doing yeah i hear you man like um i have a bit of a thing where you know generally i, I kind of want to play games offline anyway like i'm not really into pvp i I've, I've mentioned it a few times before but i don't want much of a challenge from my video games so the idea of like you know having a bunch of souls on me and then losing it to some arsehole that's just came and invaded me is a wicked turn off yeah for sure and also like from my perspective as well regarding like the multiplayer side of it i'm, I'm not as interested in the challenge of being invaded randomly yeah but i'm also i do want the purity of uh beating a bus without having some level 80 guy whatever coming in and just fighting it for me yeah obviously that's interesting i, I wouldn't mind that but, but i i suck at the game and, and you guys clearly don't so that's, that's a different thing i suppose i don't know it's hard to say like um i mean the the ashes part of it at first did really feel a bit like i was taking advantage of like bad ai yeah in terms of how easy it is to get them manipulated to just focus on my summon guy like i don't know that did start to feel a bit cheap on that one but it's hard to say like how much of it is in-game cheapness and how much of it is just but that's how this game is compared to the Uh, others well man i'll take all the help i can get i've only just got the summoning bell um i think that's what it's called Mm -hmm. isn't it um i think you're supposed to get it from a witch that hangs out in the church but i missed her um and i've only just picked up so i haven't had a chance to use the summons but i'm really looking forward to giving margit another go um i think that that'll be really really helpful for me actually i've got a fun story about margit where i actually summoned a jellyfish that you pick up from an npc Yeah. yeah Have you got that one? I just got it, just like, literally just before we started recording. Okay. I ended up using the jellyfish for that fight. Not because it's particularly strong or whatever, but it seems to have just a bit more health, and it just hangs about looking weird. Yeah. And it just seems to kind of distract him for a bit. How many times can you use the summon in a fight? Is it like once and then you die? Just one. Just oh. one. All right. Okay. Yeah. So you can use them as like for like a bit of a distraction, but when they're gone, you're on your own, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You can't like keep uh, summoning the same guy. I mean, I've... You can't even summon different people, I don't think. Like I, I I've, that's what I, I was gonna the... say. I've never tried, but yeah, I've never. I, I don't think that you can. Yeah, I had the wolves and the summoner once, and I tried to just summon, you know, both of them one after. I'm curious the other. actually. What are you using, Lee? What's your main summon, Lee? Ah, we get to me. Where we? Well, if we finish, like, uh, you can okay. touch on that, man. We, we we'll have time. What am I using right now, summoning wise, or just in general? Uh, well, I was just uh, specifically on the summoning, but I mean expand to your i've really stopped using the summoning recently because instead i i'm using my fp for um to buff myself i've got a nice um i think it's called blood flame 
maybe blood yeah, maybe it's just called blood flame i don't know i think it's blood flame something and basically what it does is it just makes my um weapon do this blood letter oh, and it fun. does extra damage and it does like the blood letter um effect like it inflicts bleed on people yeah uh, wait it's like a fire that does it doesn't do bleed. I don't know because this game doesn't really have bleed. It just takes like a chunk there, there of the health away. The game, or at least I, I've certainly had bleeds inflicted. I think it's me. got like blood. Uh, I haven't had blood bleed. loss or something like blood, that. I think. Oh, blood loss. Yeah, Maybe it could it, be blood loss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I it know. is blood loss. I mean, actually. definitely there is there is whatever bleed used to be called. There is that thing in this yeah. one. Yeah, I, I've definitely had it inflicted on me for sure. But um, it doesn't inflict bleed it it basically does i think it's blood loss and it just like takes a big chunk of their health away eventually i've got to like whack them so many times um, oh, and uh, okay. so many That's times after i whack them so it'll like do one a massive critical hit yeah and there's only been one enemy that will uh, that doesn't die before i get there <laughs> But, yeah, that, that's how bleed. That's how bleed always works. It's like a thing that builds up, oh, and then once right? it triggers, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, like, I um, wasn't aware of that. I was expecting like a, you know, like a slow yeah, bleed. Yeah, traditionally sort of thing. bleed will be like a, a tick bleed, yeah. sort of thing. But, yeah, um, a tick. Yeah, yeah but uh, well, like a kind of poisony kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, another exactly. form of poison. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, in in Dark Souls, it's always been a thing that like until it builds up fully, it's not doing anything extra. Uh, but if you do manage to hit enough times within a certain amount of time, it yeah. will build up a meter and then it procs and you'll get a big critical damage. So one mechanic that I've really been uh, trying to make use of is the um, the super armor thingy. Have you, have you guys figured that out? No, I mean, which which part of it? Like certain attacks having super armor that allows you to like poise through stuff or? Yeah, so exactly. So like bosses will have like an invisible meter called the super armor meter or, or something like that, where like once you, you need to inflict damage on them fairly consistently, but once you reach a certain level, it, they'll sort of, um, they'll open themselves up to like a critical attack or something like that. They'll, they'll Poise will break and they'll sort of drop to the floor and you can just get a few extra whacks. Um, I found that's like, it's quite a nice little motivator for me to sort of, you know, really get in there and sort of make sure I'm keep keeping on applying damage rather than just backing off and, and plinking away. Yeah, it encourages more aggressive gameplay. There was that in um, Dark Souls 3 even as well. I don't know for Dark Souls 2, possibly not. But I know that like, yeah, if you continually keep attacking an enemy, eventually... If you if you've hit them enough times and with heavier attacks as well, it will build it up a bit quicker. And yeah, like eventually you just kind of stagger them, and you can kind of do a uh, not a backstab but a front stab. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's basically what Sekiro is as well. Like the uh... entire game of Sekiro is that building, like just constantly attacking and building upon that poise meter. Has has this game taken mm -hmm. much else from Sekiro? Because I, I gather that's quite jump. Of, it's quite, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gather Sekiro yeah. is kind of like the black sheep of the series. Like it has a lot of different mechanics and it's more speed based. Is that right? Sekiro. Yeah, definitely. Speed and reflex. And... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's probably overall like the fastest and the best playing in terms of like pure, in terms of a pure combat system. It's probably the best thing they've done in terms of like, you know, you've only got the one weapon. You can do different moves or whatever, and you can add a few different things with your prosthetic arm or whatever. But like, mm. it's not got the crazy thing of, well, I'm going to be a magic boy. I'm going to be a big hammer lad. You whatever, have like. to, you have to basically learn how to play the game. There's no way to like, I mean, that's true for Dark Souls for sure. But like, there is an element of you can cheese certain things and whatnot. Sekiro. Like there's certain certain ways to cheese bosses, but like yeah. only certain ones, and very specifically. Apart from that, you need to know how to 
play the fundamental game. See, I found with Elden Ring because it's because um, it's an open world format, it seems to be quite forgiving for certain cheesing strategies. Is, is with that... certain bosses, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Has that really been a thing in in previous games, or is this new to? Yeah, Elden Ring? you can always cheese some boss somehow. Yeah. Not all bosses, of course, but um, there, there have always been some bosses you can kind of choose. Yeah. I mean, the, the mounted combat really lends itself well to cheesing, I've found. Like, there's been, uh, yeah. like, the tree sentinel. You can just kind of wander around him and plink away at him. That was, that was pretty helpful. Yeah. A lot of bosses become a bit trivial if you use kind of hit and run tactics on the horse yeah i don't i don't use a hit and run tactics against the earth tree though i just like get up in his face oh i don't know how you can man like he fucking stomps me oh you just roll <laughs> you, is that like can that can that be on the front of the books Elden ring hey just roll <laughs> <laughs> prepare to roll <laughs> Um, so, Lee, what have you been playing this week? Well, it's funny you should ask. <laughs> Can I guess? Go on, Steve, have a guess. Uh, you've been playing Hollow Knight again, haven't you? I haven't this week. Can I have a guess? You can. So, what's your what's what's your thoughts on the new FIFA? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought FIFA 13 was pretty good. <laughs> oh, nice. actually, kind, kind of relevant. Um, did you know that Elden Ring is the biggest launch that is a non-FIFA or non-Call of Duty game? I didn't mean by biggest, like in terms of sales or... Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, FIFA and Call of Duty dominate all the fucking sales. Elden Ring is uh, the sort of the next one down, which I thought was really, really interesting. Like, I, I figured it would be... Like, I knew it would be a big release, but it's, I thought it would be a little bit more niche than that. But no, it's sold, like, fucking things that sell well. Do you boys even care what I've played this week? I'll tell you what I've played. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Ellie. What, what you played this the week? The Binding then? of Isaac. No, you haven't. No, I haven't. Um, <laughs> I have played Elden Ring. As I've pointed out, I put in a good 50 hours uh, yeah. from release till yeah. the end of the a long weekend afterwards. Um, and then I've had a bit of work since. And here we are again, a week later after release. And yeah, I'm looking forward to going home and playing some more this weekend again. <laughs> How have you found it? I've been absolutely loving it, to be honest. Um, you know, as, as I've said earlier in this podcast, it's been really accessible for, you know, new players, but also, you know, the players that have been play played every other title in this series. I think they've got a lot of good elements from previous games, and they've left behind some things that were a bit annoying. Such as? Dark Souls 1, not being able to walk to a bonfire and tell you i don't know how far steve like a third through the game yeah like probably that. a good a good third like or like you can't warp anywhere you have to run ev everywhere it's crazy so yeah things like that they got rid of that a long time ago but like you know but there's still a lot of people who like hold on to that and say that like the game gets worse after you can fast travel because before that you can really appreciate the interconnected level design and everything. And I'm I'm curious what those people think of Elden Ring in terms of being able to walk from anywhere to anywhere pretty much. Well, that that was where I was, uh, another thing I was going to say about Elden Ring about warping um was is that there's just seems to be a lot of places there's in this a game. lot of checkpoints yeah there are a lot I, I mean i appreciate it as, as a newcomer i really really like that like for me i think i, I mentioned this before but like you know the, the run back to a boss is, is it kind of kills the game for me but for for this game there's there's so many what do you call them sites of grace yeah there's so many of them i really appreciate it no, they are bonfires yeah <laughs> 
See, that's uh, that. I don't know if you agree, Steve, but when I see a mm. sight of greys, and maybe it's just because of the sheer quantity of them, but it doesn't strike me the way it used to when I'd see a bonfire. You know, like oh my god, there's a bonfire. Oh, I can kind of appreciate that. Yeah. Um, in this game, you just like oh, there's a fucking another one. <laughs> there's another one. I think I agree. When we're out, when you're out in the main world, I completely agree that it's like oh, there's one. Cool. I just dropped that. But when you're in one of the main kind of castle areas or whatever, I think yes, it still yeah, has true. that relief section. There was one site of grace that uh, gave me a little bit of a chuckle just with how plain its description was. It was behind Morn Castle. Uh, Morn Castle, is that right? I believe so. That sounds about right. It's behind Morn Castle and the, the site of grace is just called uh, Back of the Castle. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's Behind the Castle, yeah, actually. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like in the main kind of scripted areas, it is still that relief of like, oh, thank fuck. Okay, cool. In the same way, like like walking through a door that was locked from the other side, it's still got that feeling. I think with those areas, yeah, it does. It does like doors being locked, and you know, this door opens from the other side. Those that thing doesn't feel as bad as it has in previous games. As in, like, as um, it happens, it doesn't seem to happen as often. But it, it's definitely there. It is definitely there. But in other games, it feels like. Every other fucking door you see is locked or it doesn't open from that side. Every door. It does it does make you think like about like this weird world that you suddenly stepped into where there's just this odd set of doors that only open from one side. Like who is living in this world where everything's very one way? <laughs> Have you guys found any like hidden You've been doors to London? <laughs> <laughs> any any hidden what? Sorry, Craig. <laughs> Have you guys found any hidden doors? Because I um, before I turned it into offline mode, there was a lot of like um, player uh, um, little messages everywhere saying like you know whack this door, and yeah. I never found a hidden door at all. Yeah, so no, none. Lo- there are all those messages are lies. Yeah. But yes, I have found one illusionary wall. Okay, was it worth I've it? I've now found about like twenty. Ooh. Oh, really? Twenty? Steve, last good... I spoke to you, you, like you said, oh, I found one just the other day, and now you found twenty. What? Literally, there was one kind of caverny dungeony area that was like the the gimmick of that dungeon was hey check it out oh, let's have let's have like 15 in this one. Oh, actually whilst i've got you two here what do the um stone sword keys do stone sword key they open up um little areas that are kind of locked uh, i thought that might be the case they, they, i found a couple but i've not found where to put them yet they, you'll find like they, they just have like fog walls basically and then like a small okay. gargoyle just outside them Alright, okay, cool. I'll keep an eye out for that then. Is it a gargoyle? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, it's one of the kind of imp imp things I think they're called or imp, I'm so imp little imp gargoyle things. things sometimes. But yeah. I, I don't know what to say. We've been talking about Elden Ring for an hour, so <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've got at least a couple of hours in you, man. I I, I, could, I need to play it. That's what, what I know. What what build have you gone for? I've gone for a, a strength build. Okay um just nice get in their face i've gone for a big old hammer yeah is that what you usually play i think i remember you played that in at least one of them before i tend to go with like a lot of get in your face things but i'll I'll mix between like swords and stuff like i don't think i've ever played with a hammer but i've played with a club if that is similar club which one did you do with a club uh dark souls one i've done with a club oh okay fair enough i thought you were using a uh, zweihander for that one. Oh, i mean my first my first ever run yeah i, did, I use it oh Zweihander. okay are there any are there any weapons like that i should be looking out for because i've i found one mace um but that's about it really like i i, I wouldn't mind a nice sword 
Okay, are there any decent? Oh, all, all the swords that I find are like big boys, and I want like a nice little boy that's quite quite quick. There's um the main mob areas, um the main kind of mob guys in the kind of site of grace next to where you get torrents. One of those, yeah. If you just fight enough of those for long enough, one of them drops a I can't remember the name of those sword Godric or Goldric or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Soldiers or, of Godric or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever, whatever soldiers, straight sword. Yeah. Straight swords are usually very flexible combat-wise because the R1s, when you're holding it in one hand, the R1s will be kind of sweeps from left to right, which are good for groups. Yeah. Then the strong attack will be a kind of thrusting straight in your face for one person attack. So, like, generally, uh, straight swords are kind of quite good all-around weapons because they'll be good for various situations and in terms of dps they'll be hitting quite well like uh, because of how quick you can hit with them as long as you upgrade the weapon enough like you'll be hitting quite a lot of damage over a short amount of time the only problem is they won't be damaging your enemy's poise you won't be able to knock back an enemy so bigger more tanky enemies you're not going to be like interrupting any enemy uh flows in that way okay all right all right fair enough but yeah if you want like a simple sword thing then uh definitely some kind of straight sword i recommend yeah i think the uh, the drop rates have really fucked me over because i've killed hundreds of those soldiers of godric or whatever they're called and not found anything oh well no they dropped a nice shield actually i've, I've got i've got a new shield that's that's Ooh, lovely. pretty much yeah i find like all the mini bosses drop their best weapons clearly yeah, like, they have like... dropped a fair few of them but again they've all been double handers and i'm i'm just too too cowardly to use one but none of them have been double handers <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you do realize none of them not a single one you can you can have a one one of those big swords in one hand and a shield in your other hand but do the, you can it, do that. when you're one-handing the big boys do they not like are they not slower uh no they tend to swing about the same kind of speed you really? just do okay, you do right. like less damage all right that, that changes the whole thing for me then if they swing at the same rate then yeah Roughly I, I, i'll start the using them rate, yeah yeah, all right. I'll, as I'll long as you that. got enough strength to wield it. Yeah, I think fun. I do. I think strength is my main stat at the moment. I mean, uh, if you, I mean, the weapon I used mostly at the start, uh, in the group of enemies next to where you get torrents in that little kind of ruins area, there is there are two um, uh, carriages where they like if you kind of jump up onto them and open the chest. Oh on them. yeah, yeah, I've got those. Unfortunately, I've sold them already. Um, so that might, that might be me fucked there. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, there's a great sword from one of those that I used for a long time. Yeah. There's a mini boss I'm fighting at the back of Morn Castle that has a big sword. I'm guessing he probably drops that. Is Morn the one right at the very south? Yes, that's yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. You'll, he'll drop that sword, but I think that one's quite heavy on strength. He might have got like, at least 30 or something strength. To oh, fuck. That all right, yeah, no, I'm, I'm miles away from that. Yeah, a lot of the big, big weapons naturally kind of require you to have, like, 30, 40 strength or something. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm a ways off of that. I think I'm, I'm still sub-20 on pretty much all of my stats at the moment. What what level did you guys beat Margit on? Because I, I, I haven't gone back to him since, like, level 6. <laughs> I think I'm about 22 Well, 6 now. is way early, yeah. yeah. Way too early. I don't know, it's probably maybe 20 something like that i would say in my 20s yeah i can't say with any confidence i would say somewhere in my 20s yeah but you you leveled heavy at the beginning didn't you steve to be honest i did kind of uh well yeah i mean that's generally how i play these games first time is like i'll take my time and level up and probably be a bit overpowered for each of the areas going in because like first that your first time through a lot of the areas in those kind of games you'll get fucked over by random nonsense by yeah people hide oh do you yeah for sure just people hiding behind walls and things so a lot of the challenge comes from the area being new itself and then in later playthroughs you can approach it 
kind of at face value of like, okay, I know all of the tricks this is going to throw at me. Mm. It's just the face value difficulty of the enemies now that's the, tr- the problem. I think a lot of the difficulty for me comes from like just memorizing the attack patterns. I've, I've not really got that down yet, but I'm guessing it's quite instinctive for you guys. Sorry, what do you mean? Like the enemy attack patterns? Uh, yeah, well, a boss attack patterns more than anything, really. Like, well, um... it's, it's throw it always going to be new to new to us as it is to you sort of thing you know like when we get into a boss fight but we are more used to like having to do that like exactly exactly like our first our me and lee when we first play a boss we know that the first few times okay i'm probably going to die on this one so let's just look at what attacks he's doing okay he does three hits with that one yeah or after that attack you got to watch for a sweep or something yeah exactly i'm finding it hard to memorize all sort of those things it's not really my normal modus operandi i suppose like again don't really like challenge from video games so i don't know but what what you were gonna say but i just want to keep keep on that point for a harp on that point for a little bit like back to uh bosses and and things like that even though i do have experience fuck me the bosses just like throw wobbly moves at me and i'm just like what and then there you go i'm dead so that that's true of experienced players and new players like and uh, i i can appreciate though where like i don't know i'm very used to like watching the animations of a boss and things like that well i i read online that with this one this is the first one where they've had like um you know bosses might have certain wind-up attacks but in this one they they vary the timing on them just to throw people off oh really i didn't know that yeah yeah it's something i've been seeing online a little bit these days it's been it's been catching quite a few veteran players nice okay there are like meta things about that where like like there, there is like a weird narrative with the games where like okay dark souls comes out and a lot of people can beat it with sword and a shield Hmm. then over time okay bloodborne comes out let's remove the shield so we try and force you to dodge then people get really good at dodging and rolling and whatever so okay outcome sekiro you can't really block that much so now you've got to really get good at parrying yeah like there has been a narrative within the course of the games themselves of like teaching you or forcing you even with the mechanics to get more and more brave with how you deal with enemy attacks and with this one it feels more with the addition of the shield counter moves it's kind of even easier to be behind a shield than it almost Mm -hmm. ever has been Mm -hmm. definitely but then also dodging and rolling and things i feel like the boss's weird wind-ups on their attacks are almost designed to catch players out because they'll like move back their hand and you think okay here comes a sword attack and then it'd be a good three seconds until it actually swings at you and it's just designed to bait out early rolls and early dodges so that it punishes you yeah yeah so i i'm very over reliant on my shield for sure like i I've, I've had to learn recently that you know like your stamina recovers slowly whilst you're whilst you've got your shield up so I, i'm generally trying to sort of hang back and lower my shield a little bit more but it leaves me more open to attacks um it's interesting how it varies up the rhythm of the gameplay but it's, it's cashing me out a lot yeah you have to like you have to drop your shield to regain your stamina um that's that's it man that's the way to do it like that's i guess something that you just start gaining over time like you just learn yeah i I gather that the shield count is new isn't it the shield counter so what what is new with the shield counter is when you shield just as they're about to attack and they sort of like get stunned for a moment Mm. that that, i'm pretty sure it wasn't in there you could always parry like if you hold, if you no, I'm not sure that's the thing. Like, uh, the shield counter, at least the one I'm talking about, I don't know of any difference with like timing the raising of the shield. Maybe there is something there that I don't know. Uh, hey, that's definitely that is definitely a thing. Oh, interesting. That okay, okay, all right, that's interesting. Yeah, but the main thing that they've added with this one, at least in terms of like shield counters or dodge uh, block counters or whatever, is like 
after you successfully block an enemy attack, even if you're not using a shield, you, if, even if you're two-handing a sword but you block it or whatever, mm, yeah. blocking an enemy attack and then following up directly with a heavy attack, you kind of hear a very satisfying yeah. little noise. Yeah, that, that, that's noise. also yeah. very new. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's what I was getting at. That, that, I think that was a new mechanic. It's something I've been relying well, that, on a lot. They're both new mechanics, to be honest. Like I say, like you can definitely just raise your shield with the l1 as the enemy attacks if you time it perfectly they will get stunned for like half a second that's oh, way too risky for my little little noob butt interesting okay i'm gonna have to mess around with that i don't know i don't know that one i've not heard that one i'm gonna have to fuck about with that i feel like if you're doing that why would you not just parry if you're doing that and then you've got a guaranteed backstab because mm. if you parry that second too early or half second too early you're now open and if you mm, do, do it the other way you're not open anymore mm, okay that makes sense but it's definitely not as good as a parry for sure mm. a parry is like a proper like you know stunned for like two to three seconds usually yeah, parry seems too risky for me i, I haven't really parries are very risky they're very difficult in this game I find. yeah there's there's one bus that i learned to parry with this that like i felt like more than any other bus i just couldn't find an opening without parrying so yeah there's just one that which, which bus was that he's a big armor boy uh he's in one of the ever jails oh, okay i wouldn't come up across cru cru crucible knights he's the crucible knights that's the one his arm is big enough to where you can't stagger him with attacks and he's got a big enough shield that like i at, at the time i was a bit more of a mage kind of build before i respect mm. and like he was too far away and would just hold up his shield when i try and hit him with magic from a distance yeah, yeah, so yeah. the only the only kind of openings i could find were just like Okay, he's quite slow with his sword attacks, so if I just get good at parrying, I can try and just parry his attack, counter, parry, counter kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, my general sort of rhythm with the bosses is sort of put your shield up, try and try and look for an opening with a shield counter, but they're quite good at baiting you into trying that shield counter and then throwing in a little quick attack there just to throw you off. And overall, bosses are much harder to, like, like stagger with that kind of thing. Like, uh, the general mob enemies, most of the mob enemies, if you hit them with a shield counter, they'll kind of collapse. You've, yeah, you've yeah. almost always immediately broken their guard. Yeah. Oh, I tell you one thing that i found a little bit annoying um so there's, there's the stealth mechanics um there's a lot more of them uh, a lot more of a focus on them than i was expecting but the um the backstab whilst you're sneaking up behind people i generally find it is, is quite unreliable really like i'll go to yes like i'm right behind somebody i'm ready to backstab them and then it's just normal attack good luck and yet it's the best it's ever been oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> i'd say so yeah other than yeah without going into Sekiro, where like you get a clear indication on like i feel like they could have borrowed more from Sekiro with that where like the dot that you get when you like lock onto someone will be red when you're guaranteed for a kind of oh, okay backstab okay. yeah thing yeah. yeah they should probably add that in a patch or something to elden ring to, to be a bit more clear and like when you're sneaking up when the backstab thing is going to trigger or not yeah for sure yeah it's, it's caught me out a few times but also the other thing i've noticed is like that backstab with, with certain enemies um you'll do more damage if you just do a fully charged heavy attack behind them mm, okay which i don't know seems a bit counterintuitive to me interesting i guess it depends maybe on the type of weapon you're using as well yeah perhaps maybe the type of armor that they the the mobs have got or something i, I don't know like certain certain weapons have a bonus to criticals and things where like maybe you'll do more for criticals i know a lot of knives and that kind of thing have bonuses for critical hits mm. and things yeah 
So yeah, maybe certain weapons have that kind of bonus, but then other weapons, like maybe the heavy attack will hit twice if you fully charge it or something, or yeah, it probably weapon to weapon, it's probably quite different. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, even when like um, you deplete the super armor and you go to like perform like the, the little critical hit animation, doesn't always proc for me like I maybe you have to be like right in front of every in, of somebody or something but it's not very reliable in in my experience i don't know what else i've got to say about older rings anyway <laughs>